What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Good Talk. Uh, this is our third episode. I'm very excited to, to get started today. We have a pretty good show lined up for you, so stay tuned and enjoy the show. Welcome to Good Talk. We've got a great show for you this evening, uh, and I, I really hope you guys enjoy it. I've got we're gonna kick it off with just some goals for the podcast. I've got some some new ones that I'm really excited to share with you guys. Uh, our topic we're gonna roll right into politics for the first time. This was a requested topic. We're gonna talk about the Second Amendment today. Um, then we're gonna move on to the verse of the week. We're going to touch on Luke 9, 23 to 27. Really great passage there. Then we're going to have our word of the day, which I'm really excited about. I actually learned about this word yesterday, and I couldn't wait to share it with you guys. Uh, Then we're going to head on to a show review, and we're going to be talking about the Clone Wars and Bad Batch. Don't worry, there will be no spoilers, Um, so just don't worry about that. Then we're going to, I'm going to talk about journaling, which is something that I've been doing, uh, and it's been a really interesting experience for me, so I can't wait to tell you guys about that. And then we'll close it off, and I'll talk to you about some of the future stuff that's coming up. So sit back and relax, and let's get right into our goals. So in the past, I have kind of loosely touched on what I want to get out of this podcast and what my goals are, and... I kind of talked about this. My goal isn't really for this podcast to get huge. My goal is for my own personal development in my skills as a public speaker and as someone who tries to convey his ideas to other people, and I want to be able to do that well. Uh, But also, I really want to bring you guys entertaining stuff. Well, I actually got some goals. Here's what we're going to do. Hashtag Jordan Peterson or bust. Now... Many of you may not know who Jordan Peterson is, and many of you, many of you may know who Jordan Peterson is. And the people who know who Jordan Peterson is are thinking, what? How are you going to get Jordan Peterson on your podcast? And my answer is, I have no idea. So Jordan Peterson, he is a clinical psychologist. He wrote the book 12 Rules for Life and just recently Beyond Order 12 More Rules for Life, non-sponsored. But he's actually a really incredible guy. Uh, I would say he is easily one of the greatest philosophers of our generation. Um, And I just really admire him. I really want to get the chance to sit down and actually have a conversation with him. And and by that, I don't want to, you know, meet him at a show and talk to him for 30 seconds. I want to sit down and actually engage with him and hear what he has to say and talk to him. I want him to hear what I have to say. Um, And I don't know what that is yet. But hopefully by the time I'm able to get him on the podcast, I'll know what to say. But what I want this show to be is I want I want to be able to talk to this guy. I want to talk to him. I want to have a real conversation. And I think that that's a great way that I can use this show. Um, and I think that that's a really good format, right? He loves podcasts. He has a podcast himself. Who knows? Maybe he'll invite me first. How as unlikely as that is, as unlikely, sorry, as that is, you never know. So, what do I want out of a conversation with Jordan Peterson? Well, here's what I don't want. I don't want to be just big enough that I could barely get him to accept. He comes on, and then it's just like every other journalist who interviews him, where he's contributing everything to the conversation. I want to have reached a point to where. I know that if I have a conversation with Jordan Peterson, I'm going to leave having learned something and having a new respect for him and having learned something about myself and about the world. But I want Jordan Peterson to leave having learned something. And I want to actually be able 
to actually be able to contend with him and to put my ideas forth and to him listen and to him challenge me and to, for me to challenge him. I want that to be an actual conversation. And so that's my goal. My goal is to get to a point where I could have a conversation with Jordan Peterson, someone I, someone I admire very much, and have it be not only beneficial to me, not only beneficial for the audience, but also beneficial to him. So I think that would be really cool. So there you go. We're starting the hashtag, hashtag Jordan Peterson or bust. And now how am I going to get there? I'm going to start with interviews. I've got the one and only Sir Harhoff, the brave and noble. He's coming up next week, and I'm very excited for that. So that's going to be the start, right? Teachers at Veritas Scholars Academy. I'm going to try to get some other people that I know that are outside of Veritas that I think would be really cool to interview. But we're starting. We're starting easy. We're going to T-Ban. I'm really excited. Tell your friends. Everyone at Veritas knows T-Ban. You guys love him. Everyone loves him. And we're going to talk about his teaching philosophy with math uh, and everything. <clears throat> and so once I'm finished with T-Ban, we're going to move on to other teachers. And how's that going to work? I know people who know teachers. The teachers can connect me. And my goal short term is before the end of this year, I want to interview Dr. Bob Cannon. So Dr. Bob Cannon, if you're out there, if you're listening, I'm coming for you. You're going to be on this podcast whether you like it or not. And that's my goal before the end of the year. And by that, I mean the end of the school year um, <clears throat> before I graduate. So that's short term. Um, and then hopefully once I get Dr. Bob Cannon, that will help me kind of expand beyond Veritas into the greater classical or at least the greater Christian community. Um, and then maybe they can get me to some low-level politicians, maybe something that can connect me to Jordan Peterson. Hopefully I will gain enough traction that I can be kind of on the radar, if you know what I mean. So those are kind of my new goals. Hashtag Jordan Peterson a bust. Very excited for that. It's pretty catchy, isn't it? We'll see. We'll see. Who knows? Hopefully it'll work out. I want to have a, a real conversation with him one day so I think this will be a really great way to do it and if it doesn't happen I have something I can work towards at least in the time being so those are my goals remember that uh, and hey go check out Jordan Peterson it's it's really exciting he's a pretty he's a really great dude he says he has a lot of good stuff to say and now let's get on to our topic the second amendment All right, here we go. Second Amendment, we're just going to jump right into it. Now, I want to be very careful when I'm talking about politics because I don't want this to be a political podcast. I don't want my followers to be strictly political. I understand that based on the people that I know, people that I hang out with, I know you're generally going to be conservative Christians, right, who pretty much agree with me on everything. Um, and I don't want that to be the case. Like, I, I love speaking to other Christians and speaking to other conservatives, but I want to reach more people. I want to include as many people as possible. And so that's the reason why this isn't just another political commentary podcast or, you know, just, that's why I'm not talking about politics all the time. Politics is my thing and I love to talk about it. And I could honestly talk about our talk for hours about everything. Um, and as, as fun as that would be, I don't, want to, I don't want that to be the case. I want to be able to maybe spread the gospel to some people who haven't heard it before. I want to be able to, you know, I, I don't want people on the other side of the aisle to tune me out because they know that I'm a Christian, to tune me out because they know that I am a conservative. I, I want people to be able to sit down and listen to my podcast, and maybe they'll hear so, some stuff they'll disagree with. Maybe they'll hear some stuff they agree on but I feel like we can talk about Star Wars I feel like we can talk about um, books and we can talk about all kinds of other stuff separate from politics and still have a good time no matter what political persuasion we're from so even though I know that it's pretty much all Christian conservatives out there I, I want to be able to reach everyone however there are some times and some issues that are really really important to me uh, some things that are big um, in the 
the nation right now that I do want to address, that I do want to talk about, that I do want to think through. And the Second Amendment is one of them. Uh, you'll definitely, definitely learn about religious liberty, uh, abortion, right, the, the right to life. You'll learn about a lot of things on this podcast. You'll hear about it from me that, that I won't be silent about, but I generally want to keep politics out of everything, so this is, this is an exception. Let's get into it. I, I, I'm really excited to talk about this. So when it comes to the Second Amendment, there's, there's a lot of things that you have to consider. Um, and if you don't mind, I would like to re- just real quickly actually read the Second Amendment. So here, here's the Second Amendment, and I'm going to read this, and then I want to get into why the Second Amendment is important. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And what's the, the really interesting line there, I, in, in my opinion, um, is being necessary to, to the security of a free state. A lot of people will say that you're, you'll you'll hear this, especially on from people on the right, um, a lot. Where like your right to feeling safe does not trump my right to protect my family, um, or or stuff like that. Where the Second Amendment is about protecting your family, protecting your house, protecting your stuff um, with lethal force if necessary, because I'm not willing to wait the 10 minutes that it takes for the cops to arrive when there's a person in my house with a gun right now potentially intending to do harm to my family. And that's a very that is a valid argument. But I think that that undercuts what the second amendment is really about. The second about the second amendment is about so much more than protecting your family. The second amendment is about protecting the people from the government. And that's why the word militia is in there. That's and, and and this is the militia. That's a really really hot word right now with, you know, the whole you know, January 6th thing. Um and all with the militias, the people who tried to kidnap the governor of Michigan and all all those really crazy people. Right? That that's a very very bad bad word in our society today. Um but the Second Amendment is not just about protecting your family. It's about protecting your rights. Your right to bear arms isn't for the sake of having a gun. It's not for the sake of having a weapon that looks really cool, that you can shoot things, you can, you know, get holes in the target. And it's not, it's not, it is for, but it's not only for protecting your family. It's for protecting every single right that you hold deal that, dear that the government might want to take away from you. And And that's... That's because of the fundamental ideology that the founding fathers had about what the purpose of government was. The purpose of government was to protect the interests of the people. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, and ensure the domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. That's the preamble of the U.S. Constitution. Their fundamental ideology about government was that government was there to protect your rights as a person and to protect the general welfare of the people. So it is us all together for our mutual protection so that we can, you know, protect against forces larger than us and to ensure that every single person in America has the rights as a free individual uh, that are God-given and transcend government. That is a very key idea, That the idea that your rights transcend government, that they are, they were there a, a thousand years ago and they're going to be here in a thousand years. These are rights that every single person should have, no matter what. You want, like, and obviously the United States wasn't perfect. Obviously there were slaves in the 18th century and in the 19th century. And there was Jim Crow in the 20th century. Right, not the United States has not perfectly given the protected the rights of all of its citizens, and that is a horrible mark on our history. Uh, but part of the story of America is working to make us a more free country, to give more freedom to the people 
forever, as, as long as America is around, as long as we are a beacon of hope and freedom to the world. But the idea that your rights are bigger than government, right? It is your right to free speech, your right to be able to think what you want to think and then say it. Your right to be able to say, you know what? I, I don't think that this is a good thing that's going on. I don't think that this leader that we have is doing a good job or I don't think that this leader is a good person. And so I have the right to stand up and say that. I have the right to say, I don't like this. And then I have the right to peacefully protest as long as I'm not hurting anybody or damaging property or, you know, being a menace to society, right? I have the right to stand here and say it out loud and, and protest it. I have the right to, to make that known to people um, in more ways than one. I have the right to worship how I choose, right? To Most non-religious people don't understand this. Um, and, and I find it hilarious when people who are, who are not religious talk about religious beliefs like, right, I mean, I am, I, it, it's just hilarious to me how they don't understand how important faith is to a Christian or to a Muslim or to a Jew or to any other religious group. How, like, faith is number one. There's faith, There's fam then there's family, then there's your, your riches, then there's all the other stuff that you care about. If, if as a Christian... My eternity is so much more important than anything else, right? As a Christian, if I'm talking about the difference between eternity in paradise and heaven with God and eternity in hell, right? Nothing on this earth should matter. All that matters is, right, getting to that paradise and to help other people get to that paradise. As a Christian, right, no nothing on earth should matter because I'm trying to spread the gospel so that people can experience paradise with Christ instead of, you know, torture and torment in hell, right? And, and non-religious people don't understand this, and so they think that, you know, okay, so why don't you just shut up about your religious beliefs and do what's best for the group? Why don't you just do what I say is best? Because I, I really want this, and you say that you don't care, so why don't you just give up on your religious beliefs and, and do what I want? Well, that's not how it works, right? So your religious beliefs go beyond whatever government you're in, where, whatever country you're in, uh, no matter how people treat you, because those are eternal. Your, your religious beliefs are eternal. And what they, they, they deal with something so much bigger than government that government can't even begin to control that. And that is important but you know what the government does the government can control action the government can physically bulldoze their churches the government can murder six million jews the government can do all of these things to people who are religious um be if they want to to control you and so it is of the utmost importance that the, those those rights that i just listed the right to speech the right to um, to protest and above all else, right? The freedom to worship and to express your religious beliefs, how you see fit, right? That, that is the utmost importance. That is more important than anything else. And so that is why, right? Those, those three things that I mentioned, they're all in the first amendment. They are the first thing that the constitution protects. And then number two is protection for those. Because the purpose of government is to protect those first rights. The purpose of government is to protect your rights. But what happens when the government stops protecting your rights? What happens when the government fails to protect your rights? What happens when the government decides that your rights are second to the, to the greater good? That's when the Second Amendment comes in. Because you have the right to bear arms, and you have the right to decide, well, if the government's not going to protect my rights, I will. And so if the government comes and decides... They're going to restrict my rights. They're going to decide what I should believe, what I should say, that I'm not going to let that happen. I am going to fight for my rights. And that is the story of America where the pilgrims, they came from Holland escaping religious persecution. Right? Europe, of course, Europe really throughout uh, the, 
really from uh, the fall of the Roman Empire to uh, really the 18th century was really a story of religious wars. You had the Crusades, you had you know Bloody Mary, the Inquisition, you had the the Reformation, constant constant wars between groups of Christians, between Muslims and Christians, between groups of Muslims. Now the Middle East is very much like what Europe was a long time ago, where the Middle East is Sunni and Shia Muslim Islamic groups fighting over control uh, based on their religious beliefs. And I'm not saying that religious wars are a good thing. Um, and, and no no war is good, but of course some peace is worth fighting for. We'll get to that another day. That's such a great uh, topic. But um, the story of America is these persecuted Christians left Europe and came to a new land where they can worship as they please. And that was the entire purpose of the Mayflower was to escape that and to set up a land where the Puritans could worship as they pleased. And they did. And they succeeded. Think about the beginning of the Revolutionary War. What was the first battle, right? Lexington, Lexington and Concord. What was happening there? Well, Major Pitcairn was going to seize all of the arms at the armory in, I want to say it was Concord. Uh, but it was, it was either at Concord or Lexington. Major Pitcairn and his group of soldiers, I don't know what in the British Army, what level of, what size of troops a major commands, but he, lined, he they were going to take the weapons to stop the colonists from taking up arms against the British government. And the militia, right, the militia, were, the Minutemen, they gathered and they stopped them. They stood their ground and they defended their rights, their right to bear arms and their right to everything that they were talking about. The right of the freedom of, the right for, sorry, the freedom of speech. Their their right as English citizens, right? They were English citizens and they were not given the rights that an English citizen was worthy of. And so they fought for those. And then the government tried to come and take away their means of defending their rights and they they resisted. And America was born. And and here we were, right? A new nation. Um, and we had the Founding Fathers writing about the importance of rights. And that is such a central idea. And it's not about selfishness. And it's, all, it's not all about me. And it's not all about, you know, I don't care about the group. All it is is about me. And I want my gun. And I don't care how many mass shootings there are and how many... Um, all these horrible things. How, how much gun I don't care how much gun violence there is as long as I get to keep my cool toy. Right? That's not what it's about. It's about the cost of lost freedom is so great. It is immeasurable. If you look at China, if you look at North Korea, can you believe that there are people in North Korea who don't know what electricity is, who don't know that there's really anything outside of North Korea aside from the United States who's trying to destroy them? Can you believe that there are people in North Korea who resort to cannibalism? They have to eat bugs to get protein, and people die in, in the spring because they went malnourished all winter. Like, they are living a Middle Ages life in North Korea. And, and that is such a horrible existence that... I, I, when I learned about this, it, it, it reinvigorated the desire to do whatever I could to make sure that no one else ever has to suffer that in the United States, so that we never fall to that because communism is, is not – Hitler was elected, right? We are not I, – I, I'm not as cynical as many conservatives are or, or as alarmist. Uh, per se, I, I don't believe that we're that close, um, but we're getting to be that close. We're getting to be close enough to where we need to start pumping the brakes. We need to, to start – I'm looking around at people who are my age, and I'm alarmed at how few people understand that bad ideology has consequences. 
right? I, my phone case is Bad Theology Hurts People. It's, it's from a, a, a podcast called Cultish. And, and they talk about all these cults that have ended in the deaths of hundreds of people and the, or, the, or the, the psychological and emotional abuse that people suffer at the hands of cults. And I, I've kind of expanded that, right? Bad ideology has real-life consequences, um, oftentimes in deaths per million. The Soviet Union, right? Communism is the biggest killer um, out of any any ideology, right? Millions and millions of people have died at the hands of communism. And I've kind of shifted this conversation really from um, the Second Amendment to communism. But the idea is that it, it's not – a lot of these places weren't always communists, Right? It's not a – you wake up and all of a sudden we're in a communist state. There are preventable signs. There's pre there's things that we can do to prevent communism. There's things we can do to prevent the downfall of our civilization, right? And part of that is the Second Amendment. Part of that is understanding that rights – freedom is worth fighting for. Freedom is worth protecting. And like the Ronald Reagan quote that I shared last episode – Right, every generation has to fight for freedom. Maybe, maybe it wasn't last episode; it was the one before that. Um, every generation has to fight for freedom. It is, it's not something that is in the bloodstream. And this is horrible paraphrasing, but everyone has to fight for freedom. We all have to stand up for that. And and it's different for every generation, right? In in right in the in in the Revolutionary War, it was people who had to to stand up against the British. In the Civil War, it was people who stood up for the nation, right? People who fought their brothers to preserve the Union and to free the slaves for people in World War II, right? Fighting Nazi Germany, fighting, right? Can, can the, the, the horrors that prisoners of war faced both in Germany and in Japan, like people left their homes and ended up dying, starving in these POW camps for freedom, right? Freedom is not free. Freedom comes at a cost, and that cost is oftentimes blood, right? And that's, that's, that's a horrible thing, but it's worth it uh, because the cost of losing freedom is so much greater, and it cannot be measured. And so that's why the Second Amendment is so important. And so... I think that before you can have a rational conversation about what do, what does that mean? Does that mean that you get fully automatic machine guns? Right? Does that mean that you that every citizen should have the right to hold to own a tank or to own a nuclear weapon, right? Or you, you get what I'm getting at. And that that's a whole different discussion. Um I tend to think that when it comes to gun ownership, it's it's too stringent. Uh, but I wouldn't say that, right? We should all have fully automatic M16s and whatnot. But there's we have to talk about why it's important, and why is it important? Because there's things that are immeasurably important, important worth fighting for, and if the government isn't going to fight for them, the citizens have to be able to. And that doesn't mean that we have to – that doesn't mean that freedom is protected by fighting a war. That doesn't mean that when the government tries to do something, you then go and set up an autonomous zone and start shooting people and you know, rebel. That sometimes just means as a country saying no, expressing your right to protest and saying no, we're not doing this. This is unconstitutional. This does infringe on our rights. And then if you take another step, we're going to defend it, right? And and the government, right, the way that the democracy works is that, you know what people want? You know what politicians want more than anything else? Another job. They want to keep their jobs. And oftentimes, you know what will happen? They'll say, never mind. You're right. I represent you. And I'm not going to impose my beliefs upon you because I want to get elected again. So there's it's, – it's about 
Teddy Roosevelt said, speak softly and carry a big stick. And he was mainly doing that when it came to foreign policy. And, and that, you know, he, he, he had the great white fleet that, that sailed around the world and was showing off America's strength. That applies as a, as a person too, right? In, in, in your personal relationships, right? If someone's I, – I can't think of an example at the moment, but you don't have to destroy everyone you disagree with. Or if someone's bullying your brother, you, it doesn't mean you go beat them up immediately. You walk up to them and say, stop. And if they don't stop, then, then you make them. And, and that's not like – I'm not encouraging violence. Don't go beat people up. But you get what I'm saying, and that, and that can apply in our relationship with the government. So don't take me down. I'm not calling for insurrections. So I think you guys understand. Um, and I, I just think that, that that was something that was important that I should talk about. If you want to hear more about this issue or if you have any questions – don't forget to DM me on Instagram at goodtalkofficial or email me at goodtalkcontact at gmail.com. I would love to talk more about this. If you, want, if you have any specific questions you want me to answer, um, I really want to do a Q&A sometime, but I don't know if I'm going to get enough questions to answer. So we'll figure it out. But yeah, I, I think that's really important. There's, there's so much more that we can talk about. But, but we're already running low on time, and I have a lot left to cover. Uh, so we'll move on to the next section, which is going to be our verse of the week. All righty, so Luke 9, 23 to 27. Uh, and many of you have probably heard this verse, and if you haven't, uh, read along. Uh, and that is Luke 9, 23 to 27. And he said to all, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words of him, will the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in his glory and the glory of the Father and of the holy angels? But I tell you truly, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God. Um, and that's just a really great verse. Um, it really talks about the role of a Christian is we are taking up our cross daily, right? Daily is the key word in that sentence. Being a Christian isn't a one and done thing, right? Say the prayer and Right, Say the prayer, and now you're a Christian, and I can kind of go back to how it was. Every day, we, we, we have a calling. Every day, we're fulfilling the mission. And so that's something that as Christians, we need to remember. Um, and to not be ashamed. If, if, we, if you're ashamed of Christ, Christ is going to be ashamed of you. Um, and that, that doesn't mean that if, if, if you aren't – no one's a perfect Christian. So that doesn't mean that if sometimes – right? We've, we've all been there. We've all not told our friends we're Christians because we're afraid of what they're going to say. We've all um, been hesitant to show off our faith. Um, and, and think of Peter. Peter was one of the greatest apostles. Um, he loved the Lord. He, he really did. Um, but what happened on the night that Jesus was betrayed? Peter denied himself three times while Jesus was being crucified after Jesus told him he would do it. Jesus said, you're going to deny me. Truly, truly, I say to you, truly, truly, I say to you, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And Peter was like, no, Lord, that's not going to happen. And then what happens? Servant girl, man in the crowd, and someone else says, weren't you the person who was with Jesus? No, I don't know him. Weren't you the person who was with Jesus? No. What, weren't you one of the disciples? No, I don't know Jesus. And he runs off, and then he realizes what happens right as the rooster is crowing, right? We're, no one's ever going to be a perfect Christian. Um, and sometimes you're going to fail at that. But ultimately, right, it's about your life. It's about Christ ultimately being the Lord of your, your life and, and that you, you do repent of that and you do – you are really praying that God will work in you so that you can represent him well. Um, and so it's a really great verse. I hope that's encouraging to you guys. Um, I say this every time. If you have a verse that you want me to share on here, 
send it to me. I would love, I would really love to talk about it. I would love to, to read it on here. Um, and same goes for anything else. If you have a topic or something that you want to talk about, please send it to me. I oftentimes run out of ideas and I'm scrambling to say something. So yeah, please let me know. Next, we're moving on to our word of the week. <clears throat> Sorry, word of the day. Oh yeah, no, it is the word of the week. And and the word of the week is vicissitude. And that is a noun, and it means a change of circumstances or fortune, typically one that is unwelcome or unpleasant. Fun fact, it is the third word in George Washington's inaugural address. I was reading this yesterday, and his first inaugural address. And I was reading this yesterday, and I didn't even know how to say it. Um, and it is, among the vicissitudes incident to life, no event could have filled me with greater anxieties than that of which the notion notification was transmitted by your order and received on the 14th day of the present month. It's actually hilarious. The entire inaugural address, George Washington is like, I really don't want to be here. You guys have called me out of my retirement, and I hate that. But I'm going to do my best, um, and I probably won't be perfect, but it, it, it's actually hilarious. Like, he did not want to be president, um, but there he was. And I think that's probably why he was such a great president. Uh, hot take. Um, I'm, I'm going to make a little jingle for hot takes coming up, so that'll be really exciting. Um, all right, next, show review. And I'm sure you guys already know because you see how long this episode is. It's probably going to be around 45 minutes. I know that. I'm trying to cut it down. I'm working on it. And, and, and soon I will have it in the rhythm to where I know how long each show is going to last and how, how, how much I can say. So our show review today is going to be The Clone Wars and The Bad Batch. Now, most of you have probably seen The Clone Wars. Bad Batch just came out, and that's why I'm reviewing it. We actually were going to cancel Disney+. Plus. We did cancel Disney+, Plus, but I logged on totally random one day and saw that we still had Disney+. Plus. And that the Bad Batch was out, which is something I've been really excited for. I watched it, and I can't wait to talk about it today. Um, the bad, th my Bad Batch review does not include the latest episode, which I haven't seen. But don't worry, there are no spoilers. I'm not going to spoil it for you if you have not seen it. I'm just going to kind of talk about it. I'm not going to do any spoiling or even talk about the, the, the plot. So, The Clone Wars. A lot of you... Are probably saying ew are you talking about that weirdly animated kids show that's like star wars but it's weird and for kids yes and no no it's not for kids yes that's the show i'm talking about it is an amazing show i too was a skeptic i too was a skeptic until season seven of the clone wars came out on disney plus it was one of the first shows to come out as a disney plus original and I decided, you know what? Everyone's saying that the seventh season is good, and I haven't seen any of it. And so what, what did I do? I watched six seasons of The Clone Wars in two weeks. It was amazing. Um, like, Ahsoka Tano is my favorite Star Wars character. Can you believe that? It's like Ahsoka Tano, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Anakin Skywalker, Count Two. Anyways, it, it turned me into a prequel fan, which is really weird. And I, I love the original trilogy. I even like... The Force Awakens. Uh, of course, I love Rogue One. But the prequels, like Revenge of the Sith, is a beautiful movie. Like, I can't believe how great that movie is. So many of you are already tuning out, and that's okay. Uh, because that is a very unpopular opinion about Star Wars. But, wow. It's really great. When, it's, when you have a long series like that, um, it's really incredible to watch that character development. I, I don't really get connected to worlds. Star Wars is an exception, really. But when it comes to movies and books, um, I get connected to characters. Um, and good characters make a book, make a movie. And it's just incredible how he writes the, the inward struggle of Anakin Skywalker and the Ahsoka Tano, the young Padawan who's trying to prove herself to Anakin, uh, but keeps failing, um, right? She, she's trying to be like him, and she's breaking the rules, and she's sometimes succeeding, but she, she can't ride on that luck forever, and then she realizes that she actually has to learn some discipline, and, and it's just an incredible, incredible story. It really fleshes out 
everything that kind of happens between um, the end of the Attack of the Clones and the beginning of the Revenge of the Sith. Um, and so I don't want to spoil anything. I'm going to assume that you've seen. Um, well, here. Like, Dar Darth Maul's alive, right? I'm sure you know that from Solo, uh, but that's where he comes back. Maybe if you've seen Rebels, uh, he's there too. And so that's really incredible. They kind of interact with him, and you get to see more of him, right? What you hear a lot. E even my dad, right? My I love my dad. and He, he also is awesome, and he loves Star Wars. Um, but he thinks that, you know, the Clone Wars is kind of weird. And, and he said while we were watching um, – Star Wars, he was like, you know what they needed? They needed more Darth Maul. He was so cool. And I said, Dad, do I have a show for you? And he laughed um, <laughs> and said, never in a million years. But the, the Clone Wars is just an awesome show. And you, 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 you really get to, to see your characters grow and change. Um, and, and it's just amazing. Especially, right, it's so painful where you know the end. You know how it ends. You know revenge of this if you know that anakin turns to the dark side and becomes darth vader and it's it's so fun as a fan right who knows what's going to happen to be like okay so then how are they going to account for this right so they've added this character called ahsoka tano where is she during all of this right <laughs> how did she not die in order 66 how how did all of this happen and it's it's really incredible how they answer those questions they kind of retcon a lot of things and they do a really good job like it's not crappy writing. He worked really hard of it. And season seven does not disappoint. There's some weird episodes, some great episodes, but it's incredible. And so then here comes Bad Batch. And Bad Batch, the Bad Batch is a character, it's a group of clones, and they are a defective clones where they were grown weird and they mutated. And so you've got Wrecker, who is a huge clone, and he, he, he's like very strong. He's, he's, he's the, you know, he's the, the muscle, not the brains, you know, the stereotypical, I like to blow things up kind of character. And he's awesome. Hilarious. Makes you laugh. I love it. You've got Hunter and he has like tracking abilities. I don't know how those work, uh, but he mutated to where he can track things. He's smart. You've got, um, tech and he is, uh, He's, like, really smart with technology, and he's the hacker character, you know? And then you've got, uh, man, I can't believe I forgot his name. It's, Crosshair, that's right, Crosshair. I was so close. Crosshair is a super awesome sniper guy he can hit any target it's pretty great and it's really fun they they do things unorthodox in unorthodox ways and it's really great to see them do submissions and so what happens is um they they appear for like three episodes in clone Wars season seven and then they the bad batch picks off on the day of order 66 and it's amazing. It's it, it feels like season eight of the Clone Wars, and I absolutely love it. Um, just incredible. It's it's really fan service, and I, I love fan service because it, it really it really touches all of the all the good parts of Star Wars, and it's great. I, I love it. Um, so definitely recommend it. Fantastic show. I think you guys would love it too. So. Just so you know, unfortunately, you cannot watch them in the order that they're posted on Disney+. Plus. That is wrong. So for some reason, they're out of order. Like, the way that the TV shows would get published would be um, one, one episode would come out, and the next episode wasn't ready, but the episode after that was ready, and so they just published the episode after that. And so they're all published in the wrong order. And so... Contact me, and I have sheets, and I have a link. I think I, I, I don't know if I can find the link, but I have screenshots that I can send you that tell you exactly what order to watch the episodes in so that it is chronologically and storyline correct. Yeah, otherwise you'll be like, wait, 
how did they switch planets all of a sudden and did they did they fight did they win and you have no idea so just something to keep in mind fantastic show 10 out of 10 would recommend and then very last thing i want to get to we're at 45 minutes now and that was unintentional but journaling this is something I'm, we've all had you know our childhood dear diary kind of thing where you know you hide it you don't want anyone to read it that kind of stuff um and so i'm sure we've all had an experience with a journal but i started journaling after i visited patrick henry college um which is a, a school that i want to go to many of you guys probably already know that um and i asked the guy right writing is very important in your application and and those are really how you excel as a student how can i in the meantime improve my writing and he said journaling sit down and just write just write 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 and work on writing work on like read read and write and that will improve your writing and i, I that that's that's 100 true i kind of expected him to say that but i just was curious and so i just started this journal and the reason i'm talking about it now is i finally finished my first full journal i have no idea how many pages it is probably around i don't know i, I could count it but that would take a long time it's 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 a medium-sized journal probably the same size as a 200 page novel like it's not super thick but it's it's not something to balk at either and i started it uh the first official entry was November 16th, 2020, uh, and it is now July, June, whatever, June, like 17th, or I guess today's the 19th, but my final entry was the 17th of 2021, and it's really interesting. I, I've gone back and I've read through it several times, and it's really interesting to see how much I've changed as a person in just one year, uh, the things that I've struggled with, uh, the things that I thought were big deals that never turned out to be. And it's, it's really interesting. I've worked on my handwriting a lot. And, and here's my tip to you. If you want to do this, um, like, all you need is two things. You need a book and a pen. And the case that I'll make on why to do this is because I, I did not expect it to affect me as, as much as it did and how much I would enjoy it. But it's a really fulfilling thing to do. It's great to do before bed, right? You calm down, you get off your phone, and you just you write for a bit. And you just write whatever comes to your mind. I've written poems. That's where I wrote the poem that I read last um, episode in here. Uh, you write stories. I've written down prayers. I've written down just whatever's going on. I've talked to my future self, which is super cringy. I would not recommend that, but I've written podcast notes in here, debate notes, stuff like that, and it's it's really fun. I really enjoy it, and and so the trick, though, to make it actually be fun is you have to do it. You have to do it every day, um, and how do you do that? You make it fun, and how do you make it fun? Get a good pen. The pen is the key. I got this fountain pen. It was $20 at Staples, and wow i love it like it's scratchy it's cool i feel really important while i'm using it i know that's all really dumb but try it get yourself a cool book this is like it's got like carpet on it this book it's really weird and the new book i got is actually huge and it's bound right just get a bound notebook write your name in it write the date on your entries and write in cursive write in print write however you whatever you find fun however you find it fun and that's how you do it regularly and then once it becomes a habit it's a habit and you just do it and you will see your writing improve you will see you will be able to look back and see how much you've changed you'll be able to write down prayers and think it's a great time for contemplation um especially alongside bible reading um and other stuff you probably already do so that's just a real. That was a really cool experience for me, so I, I would definitely consider it. It was it was really fun, and I just wanted to share with you guys that you know I finished my first book. I'm kind of celebrating, and so I started volume two last night, and and it's pretty cool. So 
It's just really cool. And, and, and you don't have to start it immediately. You, you're, you don't have to wait for a new year. You don't have to wait for a big thing. But oftentimes that helps if, if you right? if you're going through something, you can just write in your journal. It calms you down. It's, it's, it's a really great, I don't know, experience. I, I really enjoy it. Um, and I was surprised at how much it, how much I enjoyed it. Well, that'll really be it. Uh, just a few more things. Remember to contact me at goodtalkcontact at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram at goodtalkofficial. I've got a bunch of you guys on there. Um, we're getting up to about um, 35 followers, which isn't bad. Um, I know a lot of you guys don't have Instagram or whatever, so that's fine. But that just contact me. Tell me, let me know what you think. I really appreciate that. Some of you guys have given me some really great feedback, and that's been really helpful. You don't understand how much that means to me. Remember, hashtag Jordan Peterson or bust. It's going to be great. So future coming up, we've got T-Ban interview. I'm going to do a collab with Lucas Sobchzak and his podcast, um, Cross and Cash. And that is a really great podcast. Go check it out on Spotify. Lucas Sobchzak, he's a great friend. Um, and so, yeah, definitely check it out. He talks about business and what it means to be a Christian businessman, which is, spoiler alert, what we're going to talk about. Um yeah, I'm going to have him on my podcast, and I'm going to be on his podcast. We'll kind of let you guys know what happens. That'll probably be in uh, not the next episode, but the one after that. And if not that, it'll be the next one. So I'll keep you guys updated on that. Um, and yeah, so go check out Lucas's podcast. The final thing is if you are financially inclined, I'm going to be greedy as frick right now. Good talk. You can support us if you go to our website, um, and it's uh, anchor.fm slash trevor-good. Just look up anchor Trevor Good or something like that. You can support us monetarily if you feel inclined to do so. Um, if you just happen to be you know, super rich and want to help support an upstart like me. I won't stop you, so feel free to do that. All of that, you know, will help me upgrade my equipment, um, and who knows, right? I'm not planning on making this blow up, but if it does blow up, I mean, I wouldn't mind quitting my job and doing this full-time. So if you want more content, support this channel. All right, well, thank you, everybody, for listening. It's been great. 